to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host today and today our podcast is coming from the city of Jerusalem. It's a cool morning here in the city uh, which is lovely because the last few days it's been so uh, beautiful and warm, 21, 22 degrees. Uh, today's a little cooler, I think it's going to be a raining day and um, I'm going to be doing a little tour today with some friends of mine from church. Um, but just a couple of days ago uh, we were at a place in the wilderness called the Engedi. Now, uh, Engedi translates as the spring of the wild goats. And whilst I was there, I gave a, a little teaching from the Engedi, which I'm going to share with you today, and I hope you find it helpful. So, friends, here, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. So here we are in Jerusalem, this holy city, and not so far from here you have the Dead Sea, uh, the lowest point on planet Earth, the saltiest uh, sea you can float in it, and not far from uh, the Dead Sea you just have this incredible uh, wilderness, a wild place. And it's very yellow, uh, stony rock, uh, it's desert land, it's not sand desert, it's stone desert surrounded by these things called wadis. Uh, wadi is a crack between two rock faces and when it would rain in Jerusalem or it would rain somewhere up uh, in the north the rain would come rushing down through these wadis and uh, it's just a, uh, a barren place uh, and it's a dangerous place to be. And today's teaching I want to bring to you just comes from a particular area called the Engedi, the, the spring of the wild goats. And the Engedi uh, is just this beautiful waterfall, uh, this oasis in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I want you just to imagine that you are sat now in front of this beautiful waterfall with all this greenery around this beautiful pool. And then imagine 100 meters in front of you, the side of you, behind you, is just wilderness. You, don't, you, you wouldn't know that this beautiful waterfall coming out of the rock was right here. If you were anywhere else, you would think you're in a wild place. Uh, but when you find the Engedi, uh, the spring of the wild goat, this beautiful oasis, uh, you suddenly realize the life that can be found in, in the wilderness. And when you... Uh, find it it is just it's like a breath of fresh air uh, to stand in the cool water now David King David before he was king he hid in the desert fleeing from King Saul who was killing him hunting him down uh, wanting to to get him and kill him because he thought that King David or young David was wanting to come and kill King Saul uh, so David goes and hides in the Engedi in, in a safe place up in the rocking 
And the story goes that King Saul comes with 3,000 men to find David and can't find him because up in the rock faces you've got these caverns, hiding spaces. So David's hiding with his men. King Saul comes along, can't find him, so he decides he needs a toilet and goes up to one of these little holes in the rock. And the story goes that King Saul goes in to relieve himself. And while he's relieving himself, David just cuts the hem of his garment off. And then when Saul has left and gone down to his men, David comes uh, to the entrance of this cave and says, look, I could have killed you, but I didn't do it. And here's the hem of your garment. Uh, I could have killed you, but I didn't. So it's quite a special place, is the Engedi. And, and within the Jewish mindset, we're, you know, Westerners, we think in words and numbers and facts and figures. The Eastern mind thinks in pictures. So the picture here is of a, an oasis in the wild place, in this desert wasteland. And it became thought that God was like the spring in the wasteland. Now, where did that come from? Well, it partly comes from Numbers 20, where we're told God's people have come out of Egypt. They're wandering through uh, the wilderness. Uh, they're complaining. Uh, why have we come to this terrible place, they say? They say it's got no grain or figs, no um, grapevines or pomegranates. There's no water to drink. You know, we had all of those things in Egypt. We don't know. We're in this wasteland. And Moses takes his staff, the staff that God gave him. And he says, listen, you rebels, must you bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his hand and water gushed out and the community and their livestock drank. So the picture became the God who provides water in the wasteland, the God that provides water in the wilderness, just what you need when you need it. So let's just read Psalm 63 for a moment. Psalm 63 verse 1 says, O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my body longs for you. In a dry and weary land there is no water. David sees life as a desert and God like this beautiful oasis in the middle of this wasteland. God, where are you? My soul is thirsting for you. I'm dry, I'm, I'm parched, I, have, I don't have what I need to live. There's no water here. And Psalm 42 verse 1 and 2 says this, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with you, God? So just remember that this spring is called the spring of the living goat. And David is writing this psalm whilst in the wilderness, running for his life. And he writes, as the deer pants for streams of water, as the deer is panting for the Engedi, soul, my soul pants for you, O oh God. What is life like for you at the, the moment? What is it like for you? Are you in a wasteland or are you parked right in front of the Engedi spring of living water? God wants to give you all that you need. God wants you not to be in the wasteland, but he wants you to be with him by the pool, the spring of the living water. Now, Jeremiah, Jeremiah picks up on this same theme in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. And in Jeremiah, Jeremiah is prophesying and speaking God's words to God's people. And he says this, this is Jeremiah 2, 13. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Now, what is a cistern? 
Not far from here, you've got a place called Masada. Masada is uh, an incredible fortified palace that King Herod built. And up on Masada, there's seven or eight giant cisterns. Now, a cistern was a way of catching water when it did rain. And if you're in the wilderness uh, and water is sparse and you're not near the spring of living water, the Engedi, then all you can do is build a cistern to catch the rainwater. And they would build these waterways that would take water down from the top of the mountain into these cisterns. They're giant, absolutely giant cisterns. And they would hold so much water you could stay up there uh, for probably a number of years. That's how much water it would catch. But the problem was these cisterns, they would crack, they would leak, bats would go in there, uh, animals would climb in and, and drown and die. So the water wasn't clean. In fact, it was quite unclean water at times. Uh, it's water that isn't flowing, isn't moving, becoming stagnant. It is cool, but it would become stagnant. Uh, so it wasn't clean water. It wasn't clean water. And Jeremiah says, my people have committed two, two sins. They've forsaken me, God. And he describes God here as the spring of the living water. God is like the Engedi, he says, the spring of living water, this beautiful oasis that you can come and sit around. And even though you're in this wild place, the wilderness, in this place, there are plants and trees and fruit growing and bushes growing. There's cool places to hide from the, the scorching hot weather. So God was the, the spring of living water. But he says, my people have forsaken the spring of living water and they've dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. So people had made ways of catching water so they didn't need the living water, but it was dead water. It was unclean water. They'd forsaken God, the God of life, and trying to create their own ways of sustaining themselves. And friends, we do exactly the same. We might not build cisterns, but we build Netflix. We make coffee. Uh, we go shopping. Uh, we uh, eat too much, we consume sugar to make ourselves feel better. Uh, a cistern is a man-made thing that we create to try and help our lives be sustainable, but by doing it, we neglect God. So it's a choice that we make, it's something that we make that is there substituting the God of the living water, and we're substituting for a fake thing thing that is not going to fulfill you. So what is it that you are drinking right now rather than the spring of living water? What is it that you are drinking right now? What is it when you get home from work rather than saying, God, my day has been dreadful. Come fill me with your holy water, your spring of living water. You go home and say, where's the bottle of red wine? Or you go home and you go straight to the fridge to find something unhealthy to eat that's going to it's going to make you feel good for a moment. Sitting there in front of the TV, flicking through channel after channel after channel, just trying to switch off your brain and not think about the day. All of these things are systems, man-made things to try and help us be sustainable in life. We go internet shopping. We go clothes shopping in malls just to try and make ourselves feel better. We're all addicts of something, it may not be a drug addiction, an alcohol addiction, but it is something in your life, the internet, gaming. Uh, what is it for you that, you know, the glass of wine, 
that for you becomes this man-made system that helps you get through. So what are you drinking right now rather than the spring of living water? That's the teaching of Engedi. If you're in the wilderness and you're not near the spring, you're going to drink from other things, desperate places, desperate things. You're going to make compromises in the wilderness that you would never make at the Engedi uh, because you're desperate. And the Engedi invites us, God is inviting us to the spring of living water. Now, I'm just going to move on to this bit. Isaiah 32, verse 1 and 2. He's pulling up this, this continued idea, is Isaiah, of this Engedi, the spring of living water. And it says in Isaiah 32, see, a king will reign in righteousness. Who's the king? The king is the Messiah. It's King Jesus. It's Rabbi Jesus. So the king will reign with righteousness. And the rulers will rule with justice. This is a prophecy about the future when the Messiah was to come. And then he says this, each individual, now this is you and I, it's those that have gone before us and it's those that are going to go in the future, come after us. Each individual will be like a shelter from the wind. You know, talk about David hiding in those rock places, those rock caves. He says, each individual will be like a shelter from the wind. Not that you will be sheltered, but you will be like a shelter. He says, you will be a refuge from the storm. You will be a refuge from the storm. And then like springs of water in the wasteland and the shadow of great rock in a thirsty land. So each individual will be a shelter, a refuge and a spring of living water. God is the spring of living water for you and for me. Spring of living water. We have received, but when we receive the living water, if we don't move it on, we become a cistern. We hold on to something we're not to hold on to, and then rather than being living water, it becomes dead water. We're meant to receive from the spring to give away from the spring. We're meant to spring off. We're meant to be an engedi for someone else. As we receive from God, we then give away and we give to others. This is the prophecy, it's the promise. The Messiah King will coming, will come. There'll be a day when there'll be justice and that the people of God will be shelters for people, will be refuges for those that need refuge and will be springs of water in the wastelands for those that are thirsty. God is the God that gives to you and you are meant to be somebody who gives away what he has given to you so you can receive more. Imagine a waterfall to a pool and the pool leads to another pool and the pool then leads to another pool. We are meant to be a pool receiving and a pool giving away to the next person. So this is us. If God is our Engedi, then we are an Engedi to others. Who are you a shelter to? Who are you living water for it's worth thinking about who are you giving away to who are you giving away to now one last thought just from the Engedi before we finish today in this incredible holy place another little thought so this is the spring of the wild deer bizarre name well actually this is where the wild goats and the wild deers live this is their country this is not human country this is wild deer country let me ask you this question before we start what is your favourite footwear? What's your favourite footwear? Well, your favourite footwear is the most appropriate footwear for the task that you're doing. If you're going to the beach, you'll wear sandals. If you go into the shops, you might wear trainers or shoes. If you're going hiking, you'll wear boots. Your favourite footwear is the one that's appropriate for the task. You cannot wear flip-flops in the snow. 
in the snow, flip-flops are not going to be your favorite footwear. Now, the Jewish people were desert people. Uh, they lived out in the desert. And they have a picture here. This is from Habakkuk 3.19. Now, Habakkuk says this, The Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a hind deer. H-I-N-D deer. A hind deer. He enables me to reach the heights. Now, if you were a deer and you're in the Engedi and a wild animal came to eat you, all you could do is run. You could run, but if you were able to run up a cliff face that the other animal couldn't run up, then you could get to safety quick. And getting as high as you can was about getting as safe as you can. So Habakkuk says, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a female deer. And he enables me to tread in the heights. I'll unpack this a little more in a minute. 2 Samuel 22:33 says, it is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Hebrew there again is the hind deer, the female deer. He causes me to stand on heights. What about this Psalm 18, 33? God make my feet like the feet of a deer so I may stand on the heights. The heights with the safe ground, not the low ground. So imagine you're a deer and this wolf comes and he's chasing you. Where are you going to go? You're cornered. You're in the Engedi. There's a waterfall in front of you. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? You're a hind deer which means you can climb the rock face and the animal can't. Now, why can you climb the rock face? Now, males can't do this, but a hind deer is a female deer that can place her feet, uh, her back feet and her front feet can stand on the exact same spot. Not an inch off, but on the exact same spot. She's able to run with abandonment up a cliff face because where she puts her front feet, she can then reach up and put her back feet. So she is able to scale great heights to safety that unarmed animals cannot do it. In times of danger, she's able to run securely and get off the track. The hind deer is able to scale unusually difficult terrain and elude the predators. David is hiding in the Engedi. The king is coming to kill him. And he writes in Psalm 18, God, don't give me human feet. Give me the feet of the hind deer so that I may stand in the high places, so that I can get to safety. Friends, what footwear do you need for the terrain that you're in right now? What footwear do you need for the terrain that you're in right now? God does not promise you that he will take you out of where you are. In fact, God never promises that life would be easy. But the psalmist writes, God, don't lift me out of the wilderness. He says, give me the feet of the hind deer that I may scale the heights and get away from danger to safety. Friends, what is it you, that you are going through right now that your feet need to be like the feet of a deer to be able to scale the heights to get to safety? Give me the feet for the path. That's the prayer that we should be praying. So who is your predator? What condition are your spiritual feet? Are you preparing for the right terrain today? God, I'm going to go into my workplace and there's a situation that I cannot, cannot cope with, Lord. Give me the feet that I need to scale the heights. God, my marriage is difficult right now. 
give me the feet to scale the heights. God, I'm going through withdrawal right now. Give me the feet to scale the heights. God, I'm grieving right now. I've lost a loved one. Give me the feet to scale the heights. That's the prayer of the Engedi. The God who is the spring of living water and the God that gives you the feet of the hind deer to scale the heights. Heavenly Father, we just pray here in this incredible place, Jerusalem, not far from the wilderness. God, be our Engedi. Be the spring of living water. Father, we repent of the fake, cracked, broken cisterns that we drink from. We come before you, the spring of living water. And God, we place before you our day and our week and our month. God, give us the feet that we need for the task ahead. We pray that in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, I hope you've enjoyed the episode here from Jerusalem. Grace and peace.